Courtside Indiana podcast brought to you by Box Out Sports. Box Out Sports is a leading online graphic solution giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes during a season. You can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. Courtside Indiana podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well as SoundCloud. You can subscribe via each of those apps and have them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. We would appreciate a rating as well as a review on either of those apps. Welcome to episode 94 of the Courts at Indiana podcast. I'm Jim Reamer, joined as always by Zach Tyler. Zach, how's your week, my man? Good week. Uh, we got a little measurable snow here last yeah, night today we got yeah. some snow here you won't be able to tell if i lower this because it's pretty much off the ground now yeah it's stuck in the roofs until about an hour ago now it's now there's no evidence of it whatsoever other than wet is it still snow on the ground up there yeah and it's still snowing a little bit again that's some lake effect now so nice. that time of year uh we're supposed to be getting snow now and it's not it's it's, it's cloudy though so that's for sure so we um I don't know. I, I, my personal opinion, an official weatherman here, the, the earlier we get winter, the earlier it goes away. Right. I mean, there's only, it is a certain cycle. Um, I think there's some evidence to that. Right. Yeah. Maybe. I, I do think that's true. Um, I could be told otherwise. I've got a really good friend who works for the national weather service, so I could probably text him on that, but um, yeah, I, I just soon have snow now and, in cold weather now and and then by the end of february it's like in the 50s that would be be cool well you're like two and a half hours north so that you're never going to get that no (laughs) i look forward to the end of february like when you start picking out southern indiana games because it's 60 degrees down there right right or it's like 40 up here and maybe even a little colder where you are that's that's been that's happened a lot where i go down there for like a a weird Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening doubleheader and end up wearing shorts because it's going to be warm down there. So, and then get home and run inside real quick. So yep. <laughs> we got a light week. We, we don't have a whole lot on the recruiting front. We've got one that we sort of missed earlier. Um, and then we're going to discuss Mr. Basketball candidates. And yeah, we know every senior is a Mr. Basketball candidate. We got it, but there's still a realism to, to who we think is going to play in. We've sent a couple of invitations out. We'll see if other people join in, but uh, hopefully they will. But uh, we, we're starting a little earlier than what we normally are on a Sunday evening. So it's 520 Sunday evening and getting this in before, uh, before Zach has to be a, a dad for the rest of the night. And, That's right. And then, um, I don't know, whatever shenanigans I get into on a Sunday night. So so get us up to date on recruiting. Then we'll talk about Mr. Basketball. And this, this will be one of our shorter podcasts. Maybe, maybe if Nick, if Nick chimes in, this could get lengthy yeah. and then you'll have to go to, you'll have to go. I'll have so. to bounce out. Yep. Yep. That's All right. right. All right. Get us. Yeah. We had an NAI commitment and we missed it. I missed it uh, a few weeks ago. Steel Brassfield from new pal committed to Indiana tech in Fort Wayne. And then Harold Woods, which is one we didn't miss. He's from Hammond 2021. Uh, he's post grad at Bosco. Uh, Don, Don Bosco up here. Yep. Uh, he got a Cleveland State offer. Cleveland State. 
Those, that, that was a, it. I don't know what the status of his recruiting was toward the end of his senior year, but it, to me, I thought like IUPUI had offered. Of course, that was the previous coaching staff, and I don't know where things were with Crenshaw, with Coach Crenshaw. Um, but that would have been – I think that's a good level for him. I, and I don't yeah. – you know, I don't – and I don't know that prep school is going to change that. Um, this goes back to the discussion we have often where how much does – prep school really changed the recruiting trajectory of some of these kids. And that's not a Bosco thing. That's just in general. Right. Um, so mm-hmm. that's, um, but I don't, I definitely don't begrudge. I don't begrudge the post-grad, you know, guys wanting to take an extra year, but it is, it is sort of like guys that turn down. And, and again, I'm not saying Harold is like this, but we know instances where guys have, have um, basically put off recruit the recruiting process for an extra year thinking they're going to get a lot more and it just never happens or rarely happens, I should say. Um, Because going an extra year doesn't change a player's ceiling. It it could change his floor. And I think that's what we're seeing here with Harold. I don't, I don't think his recruiting is going to get any bigger, but what he is able to do, I don't know what you thought of him when you were there that one practice. And if people remember at all, we, we were not there the same day, but we were there the same week. I thought his jump shot was looking more fluid. Um, I had, when I first saw him, I was on the impression he couldn't shoot. And then I saw him about two weeks later uh, at that battle of the borders deal before his senior year. And he, I thought he oh, shot the yeah. ball. I thought yeah. he shot the ball pretty well and his mechanics looked good. They were slow, but they looked good. Then when I saw him again, uh, a couple times during the season, it, it one, one time it was live. One time it was video. You couldn't really tell, um, because part of their deal is they try to create so much chaos with, with their pressure you know, that they would get easy baskets or quick possessions. and But then watching him in that workout at Bosco, I really thought his his jump shot had taken a, a leap. Um, yeah, definitely. In, in a, yeah, in a good way. So, um, no, it's not necessarily the best part of his game still, but uh, but still something that becomes a bigger asset for him. And, and you know, if he ends up at that, that, that Horizon League level, I, I think that's – and that's a pretty good spot for him. So I don't think that changes with an extra year. But he do anything. What? What were, did you like? What you saw there? At that yeah, practice? I, I, I really did. I feel like between then and the season, he'd improved some. I mean, uh, which is expected, I guess, after your senior year. Uh, in the extra year prep school, hopefully, will help him. I mean, that, like we said before, that's just that's the point of doing that. But. Uh, I agree. Cleveland State would be good, and IUPUI, if that's still on the table, would be a good spot for him. Is defensively, I love what he does. Yeah, I love uh, him defensively. Yeah, and he attacks the basket. So adding the shot outside shooting helps a lot, and he's got good size already. So he'd be a good guard at the next level. And he rebounds his position well. He's, I mean, he's. There's a lot of physical things about his game that are easy to like, and. Um, I think there's a little motor. There was a little motor issue when he was younger, um, but and, and younger. I mean, I, I didn't see him until his junior year, so it wasn't like I saw him as a kid, like as a really young kid. But but the times I've seen him play, you know, he does he does kind of turn things on and off at times. Um, but when he's on, man, he's just he's just got so much ability. Right. Um, he's got he's got a lot of ability. So. And just adding a jump shot to it is is um, good. So the Brassfield one that that had been a while. I did. I guess I didn't realize we had 
as much time as I'm spending in Hancock County these days, I didn't realize that would have been one we had, we had not reported. Um, I kind of knew about it a week in advance. He wanted to wait. I think there was a deal where he was going to wait and, and um, take one more visit before he was making this decision, but he pretty much knew ahead of time that he was, that he was going to commit there, but um, had to kind of hold that on the back burner. I don't think he knew that I knew. <laughs> um, huh. But I also know that we, we actually approached him playing the fall league because we had a group of seniors. We were trying to add two or three more pieces to it to make a really good team. And, and he pretty much had said then too, that he had already made up his mind on what he was doing college wise. And, and um, one of the just wanted to like, so the exposure thing wasn't an element for him. Like it is with a lot, like it is with most of these guys. So, sure. um, and that's not always the, the telltale part. I mean, obviously, kids play in the league where they they have plenty of exposure before they go in, but that is a selling point for these fall leagues. So, especially non D one kids, so or non D one for non D one schools. So, um, yeah. So that's I think Indiana Tech's getting a good one there. He's a kid too, who's as his jump shot improves. Um, he, you know, he'll be able to guard multiple positions. You've seen him play yet? Yeah, well, I saw one time at the top 100, and I really liked him then. Yeah, I saw. He handles the ball well. Um, yeah, I think, he, you know, again, defensively, I think he's got a chance to guard multiple positions at that level. And I think if he can yeah. be a ball handler at a, like a combo forward, see, at that level, he's a combo forward. And then his shooting becomes as his shooting improves. Now, all of a sudden, he's, you know, legit playmate. You know, he might be a legitimate playmaking small forward. But but even at that, I think he handles it well enough to be a good power forward, you know, in that, in that league and be able to at least function early as his, right. um, you know, he's 6'6", maybe still growing a little bit, pretty skilled. I, I just – it's a good spot for him. That's a good level for him. And I don't know what they do offensively there at Indiana Tech, but, but um, I don't think he'll have a problem fitting in, so – all right, man. Anything? Any other topics? I mean, we, we really didn't tab much to talk about before. We we knew we were going to talk this week about Mr. Basketball candidates and, and how that process works every year. We talk about some of that stuff. Um, I think next. I think we're going to start recording some of our class previews here later this week. That'll be some heavy duty discussions, at least in terms of time wise. Don't know about substance. We'll figure that out later, right? But <laughs> that's right. Any, anything else pop up this week? I thought the topic we had a couple weeks ago was really good. Um, um not nothing came up to to me yeah nothing so it's just we're just going straight to mr basketball huh yeah tell me who your who are your top well just tell me who your top candidates are they don't have don't even have to have a number just give me give me give me down the list of guys you think are realistic um realistic opportunities to to get mr basketball and keep in sure. mind everybody again mr basketball is a pure vote Yep. It is the most democratic process we have as people complain about this being political, that being political. Um, I hate the use of that word in this context, but this is by far the most democratic, most political. <laughs> um, you know, political may be the antithesis of democracy, but this is definitely the most democratic process we have in terms of in terms of determining a single award. But um, right. Um, there's going to be a lot of guys, obviously, that get votes. And yes, every senior is technically a, is officially a Mr. Basketball candidate, just like every senior is officially an all-star candidate. But, but at the end of the day, um, 
like any election, there, there's a real, you know, there's a realistic tinge to it is where are the votes coming from and, and how many do we think they're going to get? So, so tell me who you think will, who you think is going to have a realistic shot and then we'll, we'll go from there. Uh, yeah. So obviously Jalen Washington's going to be out of the mix, unfortunately, because of his injury. Yeah. He would have, he would have definitely been up there with everybody else, if not the winner. Um, but I just had some guys written down. <clears throat> Pretty obvious, obviously, as well. Uh, CJ Gunn, Deontay Davis, Fletcher Lawyer. Uh, I wrote down Reggie Bass as well. And I I wrote down Tayshawn Comer's name just because I thought he had a chance as well. And then Braden Smith and Peter Suter were just some yeah. outlier outlier guys for me as well. Oh, uh, Connor Asijan, too. Yeah. No, um, no Southern Indiana guy, huh? Well, I know we kind of try to do that a lot of times. And the only one I can think of from down there is Will Loving's Watts. Is that's about the only name I know. That's that's yeah, that's fair. I mean, that's valid. I, um, I mean, I think Jeffersonville. Well, yeah, I think Jefferson would have to go a long haul for him to to earn it. I, you know, the, the interesting thing with Jalen, when you look at his actual time on the court at the high school level, it's it's not been that much. I mean, a lot of his, a lot of his allure is, is potential. A lot of his lure is ceiling. Um, there's no question he's skilled. Um, he, he does some things at six ten, six eleven that, that a lot of kids, his size can never, will never get a chance to do just because he's pretty smooth and fluid. He's got a nice touch on his shot. Um, um, I think there's some things that I know when they played Carmel in the semi-state, there were some things that he did on the perimeter that I was as a fan of Carmel was very glad he was doing because I thought he was still the, the tougher matchup. Like he wasn't going to be able to get a ton on the perimeter against Carmel. He was going to be way more effective in the post. And it was just, so anytime he did something without, anytime he did something contested outside of the post, I was happy. <laughs> and, and I think Carmel was happy too for him to be that way for him to do that way. Um, does that change as he gets older and his jump shot becomes a little bit more knockdownish, a little bit more automatic? Then sure. Um, could he absolutely be a huge asset in a, in a ball screen, ball screen oriented offense where he's getting some pick and pop opportunities? Very true. Um, would he have gotten votes and gained a lot of attention with a completely healthy year? Yeah, I think would it have been enough to tip the tide? I don't know. It'd have been interesting. It would have been more interesting for guys like CJ Gunn if Jalen Washington was around. So, right. and I we'll, we'll get into some of that dynamic too, right? Yeah. Um, of course, Leland Walker is no longer part of the mix. Um, that helps Gunn quite a bit. Um, you know, but you know, I, I think the thing that we, well, I, you named pretty much everybody. You named pretty much everybody that I would have named. I don't, I don't know that I would put Bass in there because I don't think the average, even the average voter knows much about him. Yeah. I, and, I, and I say that in a way where they know much about him to, to dissuade themselves from either voting for Gunn or for Suter or for uh, um, um, freaking Davis. Davis. Yeah, good Lord. <laughs> um. I think anybody in the Indianapolis area is, is going to 
vote for one of those three guys. I, I, I'd be curious to see. And again, a lot of these guys, I mean, Tayshawn Comer is going to get votes, especially if Cathedral right. has the year we expect him to have. He's right. going to get a vote. Um, he'll, he'll get votes, I should say, and not just a vote, but he'll get votes. Um, and he may absorb some of those voters that would have voted for Leland. You know, just sometimes you get weird things like they like how he commands a game at his size. You know, but um, if Cathedral has a strong year, which they're going to have, he's he's right. a big reason why. Um, we're about ready to get attacked by a cat here pretty soon, yeah. so <laughs> we'll see what happens. It's trying to keep him away is like fun stuff, but oh, there he goes, good, shoot him away. Um, but I, I don't. It's, who's I mean. Look, you look at you, you break up the state geographically. Like, for example, you got Jalen Washington, you've got Fletcher Lawyer, you got those guys are definitely participants up north in the central Indiana. And I screwed up. I even I didn't say Braden. I mean, obviously, Braden's a candidate and he's going to get votes. And I'm going to go one step further and think of the central Indiana kid. If Westfield has the kind of year we think they're going to have, he probably will get more votes than than. Suter and yeah. I think he'll get more votes of anybody in central Indiana. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a, the, the voting process is a weird dynamic. I mean, obviously the Purdue thing for Braden Westfield's going to have a fabulous year. Um, if they get over the hump in, in sectionals, um, you know, that could be a, that could be a, a vote earner. That way it would be a vote earner. The question would be is how many. Especially right. if they were able to then get through the, you know, take a run, because you could make the case that this year, especially this, well, Homestead, you know, the sectional would be tougher than the regional. Although you'd still have to have you'd have the Homestead piece there at the, you know, sometime during the regional. Right. Um, and I don't think that Homestead would have necessarily the kind of year that could over that would necessarily be overwhelming to Westfield. I mean, Westfield's a different team this year. They've got a little bit more size than what they've had in the past. They've got a big who can be a good ball screen partner with, with Braden now uh, with the development of Romack, who's a six, five junior. Um, you know, they're going to have, you know, they're going to have the other kid. They really didn't graduate anybody last year that produced for them. If they, if they did, I missed him misplaced him in my mind but <laughs> i mean those four dudes are going to carve up central indiana and central indiana voters for sure and i think that hurts deontay i think that hurts cj right um and um you know i don't and i don't know that i mean look comer's going to get votes i don't know that he's going to get enough votes that he starts taking votes away from people i mean obviously a vote for him is not a vote is a vote not for someone else um the thing that hurts the season, and again, the season will get votes, is that most of his voting block will probably favor loyal over, lawyer over him. Um, do you agree? I mean, I, yeah. Would, would you agree with that? I mean, yeah, definitely, I would agree with that. <clears throat> for if we're looking geographically, those guys will probably go lawyer. I, I would assume. And there's no question that the college component plays a role. Geographic geography plays a role especially in the voting side of it. Um, you know, so if all of Fort Wayne turns to Fletcher, lawyer, then, you know, 
you know, Connor's, he might be second place in everybody's mind, but he's not going to get anything, you know? Right. Yep. Um, that'll be the interesting thing is how overwhelming does Fort Wayne go for lawyer? This is almost like, this is almost like electoral. <laughs> yeah, it is. Electoral politics is what this becomes. Yeah. Um, and then, hold on a second. Politics can be understood broadly as the process by which groups of people. Hold on a second. I had to unplug Alexa. Thank you, Alexa. A little pol- political spiel there. Alexa, Alexa wanted to chime in. Yeah, all I did was unplug her. Yeah. Uh, we should all be so lucky. Um, you know, does Ryan Conwell get any votes? What if Pike takes a leap this year? Ryan Conwell right. might siphon mm-hmm. off a vote or two. I, you know, the Indianapolis vote will be those four guys are going to carve each other up. You know, the suitor. And I mean, how do you not vote for? For uh, Peter, if Carmel wins state again, you know, right. how do you not how do you not vote for a guy that has the career he's had individually and the career he's had he would he would have had at that point if it comes to that, um, and he's still going to get votes regardless of what Carmel does in March, um, but <laughs> now you're seeing why you're seeing now why Zach why I do all mine in, the, in my den at home yeah podcasting when I'm here it's cats and, and and the cats are probably my fault so i can't complain about that so anyway um but and, and with nobody down south really taking away any of these votes i mean i think the southern indiana votes are going to be decided between that and that could be in gun's favor right oh right the bloomington people yeah I mean, if it's a heavy Indiana crowd down there among the media and a lot of the coaches and they're stuck between who do I pay, who do I choose between and, and Lawrence right. North, but Lawrence North is not going to be as good as they were last year. But if somehow gun manages to, to, to pull them through and carry them through the sectional, right. You're looking at, you're looking at a large mass of voters in Southern Indiana who will, Hey, let's vote for the IU guy. Right. And not the Louisville guy. <laughs> and definitely not the Louisville guy. <laughs> yeah. But there'll be some dudes. There'll also be some dudes. Now that'll be the thing. Will Loving's Watts, will any voters that vote for him take votes away from Deontay Davis? Right. That's the interesting thing. That's that's another component. Your Louisville piece, I didn't even think of that. The Louisville piece of that will be if Loving's Watts does if if he does get a lot of votes he will take away he probably will take away votes from undecided Deontay Davis voters or undecided voters who could vote for Deontay Davis. Right. <clears throat> Especially if there's a push down there, because there's going to be, because Jeffersonville's huge following down there. There's going to be a push. There's that whole area, that whole Clark County, that whole um what's the county that Jeffersonville is actually in? Um shoot um you know new albany all those guys will they tend to vote for their own i mean there's a lot of pride in that area and keeping things in that area clark county just so we know oh jeffersonville's also in clark county yeah what county is new albany in also clark county or is there's two different counties down there right i thought floyd oh they're in floyd so i got that backward okay you know, so those, and we're not just talking about media. Coaches vote too. 
I mean, I get a vote, which I'm, you know, I appreciate. And all the high school coaches get a vote. Um, and obviously all the people that cover high school basketball get a vote, um, you know, and, and, and I'm sure there's some other people that are peripheral that, that have been involved at some point still get a vote. Cause I even got a vote the, the two or three years where we weren't doing anything on the media side. It was just me and a Twitter account. Um, and I was still getting the vote, but you know, there's, you know, Lovings Watts will get some votes just because he is going to probably be the best player in that area and have a year that will just, you know, if he has a year that usually warrants that kind of consideration, he will absorb, he will take away votes from maybe some of the, some of the Louisville people that are in that area. Right. Right. Definitely. Any, uh, the, the four Indianapolis guys, what's your, what are your feelings on who's. If we're talking Comer, uh, who else you got? Well, you got? See, you're at, see, I'm not adding Comer in that mix. You're, you're adding Comer. I'm adding okay. Suter, Davis. Now, you can, Suter, I'm not Davis, adding Bass. I don't have Bass. Gunn and Braden. Yeah. I don't have Bass okay. or Comer in my mind as, um, hey, they're going to win Mr. Basketball. Okay. I just don't. Now, that doesn't mean. You shouldn't talk. You shouldn't not talk it through. But right, and I, I mean, like I said, I just had them on as like out, kind of like outliers on my list of guys. Yeah, absolutely. That, yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Um, and no reason not to because they're both going to have fantastic years for teams that teams that you know teams that are going to win a lot of games. Right. Um, you know, of course, Comer could also end up being the second best player, the second best senior on their team. Who knows what kind of year Jackson you know, Jackson Edwards is going to have. And, and, you know, if his scoring leap that he had this summer ends up translating the school games, um, especially the sophomore guy, I mean, if, if cathedrals balanced, which they, they will be, um, you know, that'll hurt Comer's chances of, of siphoning off some votes. Right. Um, and again, he's, you know, look, we talked last week about the all-star team. All these dudes are going to have great years and be Indiana all-stars. Um, Davis, Gunn, Suter, Braden Smith, who do you think is going to come out of that for with the most votes? Man, I'm, I, when we first started talking about this, I was leaning towards Davis personally. I yeah. Just – I just I like him. Not that I don't like the other guys, but no, yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like I feel like he can he can take over games a little better than some of the others and and can score it. Obviously, uh, we, we've talked a little bit about the success factor though, and I think that's going to be probably an issue for them this year as well. Well, well, at the high school, the high school stuff. Braden Smith takes over the most games now. Gone up to this point hasn't had a chance to do that, right? And, and I'm not even sure Deontay Davis has had a chance to do that yet. I mean, Malik Stanley run, ran that team for three years. Right. They had other guys obviously graduate. Nigel Deontay was before that, yeah. Yeah, he was just – yeah, before, yeah. when he was at LC, he was definitely the third wheel. Right. Um, you know, he was definitely a third wheel. And of, of what was consistently a two-wheel horse, you know, the one game his, his sophomore year was the game when I think Pac was hurt. 
and he went out and had a double double and probably had four or five assists too. Yeah. And that was to me, I thought that was his best game of the year, but he played with just such amount of energy that I I didn't see before or later during that season. And, you know, but he could, he could also help. He could also impact games for them defensively and not even put up stats and, and, or even on the glass and he could have a good rebounding game and be just what they needed. Right. You know, with the way his brother DeAndre and Nigel Pack were scoring, but but yeah, from a playmaking game taking over standpoint, he's not had a chance to do that yet. Um, but to me, Bray, if you're Braden fits that bill, up to this point has been the guy that's done that the most, right? Because he's had to. <clears throat> he's had to, yeah. And Gun is, I mean, he's been able to. You know, I mean, yeah. it's just oh, true, yeah, definitely that too. Yeah, um, and Gun is obviously played with with a Vance last year a Vance and Hughes and and you know whether by des- not definitely not by design but he was usually he was usually the third option offensively but he's definitely but he was also the guy they, they ran more stuff for yeah um in terms of off ball movement in terms of off ball movement um but but much of what they did was isolation dribble drive stuff and then ball screen action with a Vance and Hughes and and then, meanwhile, like early in possess- early in possessions, they'd run gun off a number of screens, and and now this year it's going to be gone and a bunch of young guys. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I I think to me it comes down to well, who do you think is going to win it? Well, I like CJ. I just haven't seen the dog in him. If, if he's got a dog in him this year, I feel like he can take over any situation, any game, and and he's got a real good shot at it. Tay, like we just talked about a little bit, and Braden, I think those are probably the top three guys. Fletcher, maybe. Overall? Yeah, overall, I'm going to say those are the top three guys. My top three guys. <clears throat> Fletcher, <clears throat> maybe four there. It'll be interesting to see what Suter has to do with all that, like we mentioned earlier, if he wins another state championship or if they go out in the sectionals, I mean, that, that could be a big, big loss for them as well. Uh, I like Braden Smith quite a bit though. I mean, he kind of fits, fits a little bit of the mold of some of the guys that have won in the past. Like we talked about taking games over scoring at a high clip, shooting the ball. Like you t- said earlier too, he's going to be able to distribute this year with uh, big underneath. He's got cam Hafner to pass it to on the outside. So, I mean, Braden could take a big leap this year and take this over. And that'll, that'll be the one thing that we touch on more as we get into the 4A stuff when we talk about class breakdowns is if you look at, look at this in the context of advancing through March and how it impacts maybe Mr. Basketball voting, you know, Carmel's going to miss Waddell because he was their one guy. He would, he would be their get-a-bucket guy. You know, he would be the one guy they could go to to get a bucket pretty much any time he would go get, I mean, he could, he could do it on the offensive glass. He could go get a shot. He can, he can score off the drive. And it's not that Suter can, it's just that Suter at times played that playmaking role, played that uh, distributor role. Um, And, but I know Pete's been working on that and that's been something that I've been able to see a little bit in a couple, a couple of workouts during the fall, one practice. um, He's been a lot more aggressive with the ball. And as deep as Carmel is going to be this year, they are going to need, they are going to miss 
just Waddell's every now and then just goes out and scores. You know, they're going to, I mean, they got kids that they got some kids that I think have the talent to do that, but it, but it's been still more of the secondary role uh, leading in, you know, leading into their opportunities, but that's what this year is going to be about for them is they're going to be a number of juniors for Carmel that will have an opportunity um, to be a third scorer, to be, a, but then to also be a guy they count on heavily. And I think, Leading candidate there, of course, is or- Sam Orm, so, right. uh, junior. Uh, but then they'll play three other sophomores quite a bit: and Spencer White, Jared Bonds, and um, Jake um, Griffin. <laughs> That's as early as I've ever remembered his last name. I keep wanting to call him Jake Kelly because, of course, Jake Kelly played at Carmel. But but those three juniors will get a lot of playing time, and and it's and it's you know Josh Wack is still going to start for them, and and. I mean, he's going to, he's never going to be a big score, but he'll also be a guy that steals him a lot of points. But, but I mean, we'll have that discussion when we do the 4A stuff, but, but I think that's the one area that could impact the Mr. Basketball voting because I think Braden, no matter what, will end up getting more votes than Pete, no matter how it plays out. Right. Um, But I think if he can go ahead. Like like you're saying, I feel like uh, Peter doesn't take away from Peter, but, but Carmel has so many other weapons, like you just said, that it could take things away from Suter, obviously. Well, it has up to this point. And just in terms of overall production, I mean, he can go out and get 28 one game and the next game have six up to now. I don't know that he can do that this year. And if he can prove to be the guy that's just consistently scoring, I mean, he's always going to be – he's always going to impact games because he does a lot of things well. He does a lot of things extremely well. Um, but just – you talk about – he, as much as he has dog in him, it's it's not about scoring for him. With him, it's right. about possessions. It's about defense. It's about um, he's always looking to make the next play for somebody else. And I think there's some times where he passes up opportunities, but then he's always had Waddell, especially since Brian's been, was healthy midway through his junior year. That's why I was convinced that Carmel would have been a champion in the COVID year because Waddell was healthy and was playing some damn good basketball heading, heading into February and certainly into March. But, but um, now I, I think, uh, you know, again, if I'm, I think depending on how much of the South gun carries, uh, I, I think it'll come down to gun and lawyer. I really do. I think I, I would bet if we asked most people, they would think lawyer would be the heads up favorite. Um, and I don't know that Connor, I don't know that a season is going to take votes away from him. I don't know. I mean, obviously single votes. Sure. Season's going to get votes. Jalen Jackson's going to get votes. Um, anybody else up in that area, are they going to get votes? Who Are we missing somebody? Yeah. If you're thinking up here, maybe Jalen Jackson, is there any way he gets a vote I, or two? Maybe yeah, I did. I, I said his name, but I mean, okay. yeah, that's what, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, he's the obvious one of guy right. who probably steal mm-hmm two or three votes. Other than that, I can't think of any other seniors up here. No. I mean, we, we didn't talk about a whole lot of them up there, right. For the all-star team stuff last week, it was definitely Connor and Jalen making the team. Yeah. Um, I think lawyer's going to carry Northern Indiana. And I think he'll carry the Purdue vote, especially that is odd that Purdue vote could come down to maybe what if Westfield gets to the regionals. <laughs> There's just a lot of, when you really think about how the voting process works, Right. It's it's a much more interesting discussion than just, you know, than just uh, who's going to get the most votes. 
because if you look at it from like an electoral college point of view where you got to carry certain parts of the state, it's not exactly a one-to-one relationship, but, but you carry certain parts of the states, certain part of the state, or you, or you don't like, where's, you know, where's, uh, where's Davis going to get votes if he's not nailing down Indy and he's not nailing down that Southeast Indiana vote. Right. Definitely. You know, something to think about. Let's, let's play it out where let's say Jeff has, let's say Jeff goes, maybe they're not. I mean, Jeff could not have a great year and still be the best team in Southeast Indiana. Uh, let's say they go, I don't know, you know, 18 or 17 and five or 16 and six and him and Razor and Lovings Watts and Razor Moore um, pretty balanced, you know, and they, they get a couple other guys that step up and, and score some. So we're, you know, Watts isn't putting up huge numbers. Then I don't think he's going to take votes away from Davis from that Louisville base that, that tends to be down there. Right. So there, there's that dynamic. And that's the part I like considering. And I, and I know later in the year we'll revisit it. I think at the first of the year, once we were, at that point, pretty much halfway through the season, I think this would be a good time to to revisit it. But so you you think it's between Gunn and Davis, basically, and I think yeah, it's between. With, well, I like Braden in there too. You do. I think it's between Gunn and Lawyer. I think that's. I think Lawyer will take the Purdue vote. I think he'll he'll get most of that. I mean, you should have seen the, what he did to Carmel in June. He was impressive. He was. Um, he was bullying people and, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily going to be anything that, that, he'll, that will directly translate to playing in the big 10. Cause it's not like he's going to be able to drive and overpower people. Right. But it, but it does tell me he's going to be able to handle physicality and still get into shots. Um, you know, and, and, you know, look, Homestead's got a chance to, to you know, to do something they that they they did obviously in 2015. Um, the 2022 class is not that deep. There's not a lot of size, so you know, a kid like Lawyer, you know, at six five can really impact the game in a lot of ways. Obviously, Leaper is going to be a big time rebounder for them and a, and a and a and a good defender. And they've got other kids who can who are good on the defensive end of the floor. I mean, Homestead you know, their big deal is going to be getting through the regional too. I mean, it's, yep. I mean, again, Carmel guy, I've been fortunate. They, they've had that unlocked for a while, um, for a long while. Um, the only team to break through really was Homestead in 15 and, and, you know, HSC got him in the sec Hamilton Southeastern got him in the sectional, you know, in 2014, shout out to, you know, Eric Davidson. He likes, he likes to, talk about that while forgetting the other two or three years he was there, but um, and that was a good Hamilton Southeastern team that, you know, they couldn't get through. They, they got beat by Homestead. So talking, we talk about, talk about stealing votes. I mean, who do you think Jalen Washington's votes are going to go to? Got to think about that too from up there. Oh, lawyer. Hmm. Lawyer will get those votes. From I there. think I'll get a majority of them because they'll be, they'll be the part of that Purdue faction. I mean, not like there's not IU fans up there that'll be voting, but I think there'll be guys that, I mean, all those dudes get WLFI. Sorry about that. We had a little uh, Zoom room issue. I'm not sure how much of that 
we lost or heard or, or you guys heard or what, but we're going to pick up where Zach's question was, is, is how much of Jalen Washington's votes do we think, where do we think they're going to go? Right. That was the question. Yes. Yes. And I, I think just to sum up the short, the long answer short, just to get us back to where we were is, you know, between Fort Wayne news stations covering Homestead and, and Lafayette news station, you know, the CBS affiliate in Lafayette covering Purdue recruits. I think anybody in Northern Indiana is going to have a really good shot of just seeing a lot of Fletcher Loyal on their TV every Friday and Saturday night, you know, and, and I, I think he's going to get a lot of those votes. I do think if, if, uh, you know, Jalen was around and, and playing and, you know, are there any other seniors in the region that are going to garner? I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some, like we say, there's going to be some that will sprinkle in that will get votes. Anybody that we can think of? I, I couldn't think of anybody offhand. No. I mean, not that's going to just absolutely positively take him away. I mean, I'm only looking at a certain portion of our list here. I mean, a lot of those recent best, guys ended up at Moscow. The best, so. Who's the best player in Northwest Indiana? I mean, Grayson. Right. I mean, I mean, yeah, AJ Dixon is somebody else I can think of off the top of my head. And I don't think he's, I mean, because those guys all went to Bosco. A lot of those dudes, but I don't think any of those guys were going to steal away Mr. Basketball votes. I mean, no, no, not at all. We were just talking about the, I mean, it's going to be as good of a year Britt Harris might have Michigan City Marquette. He wasn't going to, right. He wasn't going to take people away from, I mean, Jalen. I mean, Richard Brooks, I guess Brooks could get some. I mean, if he really, as good as he is, he's still more of a, it's still more balanced there at Marion with the group of guys they've got. Is right. he going to be able to steal away some votes? I mean, I'm sure he might, if he has a really, really good breakout year where he just separates himself, I yeah. could see him getting some votes, but it's not going to be the kind of votes that, that tips, that tips the tide any, right? Right. Right. I mean, yeah, it's pretty slim. I'm going down the list. Lawyer and Jalen. Of course, and the interesting part is, too, is how many kids get just one vote? And, and where do those votes come from? You know, like Logan McIntyre down south is going to get a vote. He's just going to have such a good year that someone's going to vote for him. And, he'll, and anybody that gets a vote will deserve it. Without right. question. Right. That, uh, Johnny um, Summers, Johnny Summers will probably get a vote. He'll absolutely get a vote. Someone Brandon, in Evansville Brandon, or, or Matt Wagner, somebody in Evansville will yep. vote for the best player in Evansville. Brandon Northern. Yeah. I mean, Brandon Northern, I mean, he's, he's got a chance. I don't think he's in the Mr. Basketball conversation, but, but what if he has a, if he has a breakout year statistically and Silver Creek, you know, challenges for a state title again, he'll have the chance to be the same as Suter undefeated through high school as a varsity player in March. Um, he's going to get a vote. Yep. He's going to get, he'll get, in his case, he multiple votes. But, but the question, you know, is <clears throat> how many guys will get one vote? How many guys will their local media dude or their coach throw a vote to, to support, you know, their player and that, you know, that will ultimately take votes away from somebody. So um, I think I've got lawyer winning it. I think, I think that's, and I don't know that I'm trying to be as simple as 
gun might be able to carry the South because there's nobody there to siphon away guys who will vote for IU recruits. And right. And I mean, I don't yeah. want to sound that simple, but I think that's what it comes down to. And lawyer will end up getting a majority of the Northern votes. And, um, you know, I guess if Homestead gets beat, gets beaten a sectional and, you know, central noble makes a great run and, and, you know, Siegen has the kind of year we have that may steal some votes away from, from lawyer. Um, you know, once upon a time, the votes were turned in at the end of the regular season. That, that changed in the early 2000s, if not a little sooner, where votes were turned in at the end of the state finals. Um, but I think I've got lawyer winning it. But what do you think? You take a pick. Don't change. Don't, don't come at me with lawyer now. That... No, no. I'll stay away from lawyer. I'm going to say Braden Smith. One of your three. All right. So, so a Purdue recruit is going to be Mr. Recruit, Basketball. Yes. All right, well, I've told Braden a couple of times I'd be real happy for him if he can get over the hump in March. I don't know that I'm, you know, comfortable with rooting for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's what it would take. It would take him, I think, uh, yeah. I mean, I would be happy for him. They, they've, that, group, that group's been really, really good. They just got the one bugaboo. So um, there have been times like that. Hey, growing up, it was Carmel couldn't get past Noblesville. So I know what that's like. I know what that's like from a fan perspective. Sure. Um, but uh, as a kid, as a kid. So, all right, man, we got anything else before we I don't think so. Before a Zoom room crashes again. I don't, you know, yeah. I've got a new, I've got a new laptop. I was able to convert some old, older equipment, although still pretty new equipment into this new M1 chip from M1 Pro chip from Apple. And some of these, programs are still a little shaky on the new uh new silicone so i think that's what happened but hopefully we got most of that i don't know that we didn't this could end up being like a what a how what, how much time we got here that could end up being a 10 minute podcast yeah <laughs> got our reads ready yeah we got Go this is our last, we got one more sunday and then we're we're in the season yeah this is yeah i mean next week we're gonna we're gonna recruit we're gonna record our 1a 2a 3a 4a stuff sometime this week into the weekend and then publish it uh, next, next Monday, probably in two different batches. So um, hope to get a couple of guests on to help us with that and, and hope the recording schedules good enough that we can have some good conversation. So, so go ahead with your read and I'll get mine yeah. ready here too. Yeah. Box out sports is a leading online graphic solution, giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes this season, you can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. I haven't opened my notes app yet since I got this new computer, so it's popular. So let's see if I can get this figured out on my own. Courtside Indiana podcast is, is available on, on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as SoundCloud. You can subscribe to each of those apps via your uh, phone, tablet, or desktop. We would definitely love a rating and review, and I definitely would appreciate a five-star rating. And, and as always, even though we've got some built-in content coming with the school season coming up, if you have any uh, suggestions or questions about content you'd like to talk about or like us to talk about, uh, feel free to send us a, a note on Twitter at Courtside IND. That's Courtside IND or Courtside Indiana. But Courtside IND is the actual handle. We would love to take some input, and we've had some good input over the time, so – Zach, you got a good week coming up. Yep, last full week here before Thanksgiving break, so that'll be nice. Do you get a full uh, week for Thanksgiving, or do you get the, no? You go the no, two, just yeah. we got the two days. 
unfortunately. Right. Well, for those that listen every week, we appreciate it. And those that are listening for the first time, hopefully you subscribe and come back or come back and subscribe.